Thank you so much for checking out episode 20 of Scotch and Good Conversation. We are a weekly interview, hangout, excuse to drink with your friends or people we find interesting, podcast, talky type thing. Uh, we sit down and we talk to people that uh, we want to get to know a little better, pick their brains, find out what makes them tick. If you're new to the podcast, you can, uh, uh, well, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Uh, you can find all our old podcasts at scotchandgoodconversation.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher if you want to get involved. Want to be a guest? You know somebody we think we should interview? Want to leave a comment? You want to leave a crank phone call? You feeling lonely? Give us a call. Uh, Our phone number is 407-965-5557. That's 407-965-5557. You can email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Of course, we're on Facebook. Everybody is. And we're on Instagram. Mostly pictures of my dog, but it's kind of interesting. Um, we are super duper pleased to have, uh, Mr. Larry here. Larry Four. You said it right. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, most, I'm, most people don't. I'm, I'm not, it's, 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 it looks simple, but it scared the hell out of me. I think my whole life, everybody always added an L and made it, made it floor. Oh, uh, like oh. I graduated high school to Larry Floor. <laughs> they should have known. <laughs> uh, um, I, I mean, I'm Von Taborski, so it, my name's yeah, been butchered. That's, that's true. <laughs> <clears throat> That's like Smith around these parts, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it, the only thing nice is when you go in a place and you go, Don Taborski, and you spill out, and I always go, I should be the only one in here. Like, yeah. Unless my mom or my brother or my wife came in. Uh, I thank you so much for coming in. I, I, you, you've, you said you listened to at least a couple, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, don't listen to the first ones; they're no good. We're, I'm getting better. I'm kind <laughs> of, sort of, you know, it, I someone equated it to the the first time you have sex. It, it's it's messy but fun. And I think I'm getting a little better at it. The, the, the podcasting thing, not the sex thing. I'm still horrible sure. at it. <laughs> um, uh, you are a, a beer guy here in town. You are, I am. You are a certified Cicero? Cicerone, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I actually haven't felt this spelt out uh, uh, phonetically here. And that that's a beer expert, right? Yeah, it's sort of the uh, like equivalent of, um, you know, in the wine world, there's sommelier, uh-huh. uh, Cicerone, which is a newer thing. I mean, it's really only been around for probably less than 10 years. How many of them are there? I would say, so there's three levels. Uh-huh. The first one is certified beer server, which is really easy. Like you, you probably have enough beer knowledge to I'll probably pass that right I now. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you probably couldn't, that's just an online test, you yeah. know, certified Cicerone is what I am. Um, it's, it's, it's harder. It was a, a long written, written test, all, all short answer, no multiple choice, several essays. And then there was a tasting portion. That's fun. It was cool. Yeah. I actually I took it with Brent from Red Light Red Light, and um, you know we we both passed. But it was uh, I mean it was a good it was a good test. It was frightening was the last time you took a test like that. It was really you know I was using muscles I hadn't used in a long time. <laughs> Writing the essays, you yeah. know what I mean? Like when's yeah. the last time you literally hand wrote? No, I don't know. An essay it's like difficult. You want to yeah. get your thoughts out there before you forget them, but your hands cramping and yeah, stuff. At so, least it's uh, something you feel passionately about. So absolutely. Well, I don't I don't think it. I could I couldn't take a test about anything else. You know. I uh. I had to take a state exam. I, at, in, in a past life, I was a massage therapist, which is creepy, but interesting. <laughs> and and uh, um, it took me three times to pass the state exam. Ah. <laughs> three times. And it's, it's not cheap. It's like 300 bucks each time you take that oh, test. And well, that, yeah, that's, you pay for this test, too. So yeah. the, the pressure's kind of on, you know. And it, you, you have a, a degree in brewing technology. What is that? That sounds... I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a thing. So yeah. I went. Um, I went to uh, Siebel up in Chicago, which okay. is which is a, a brewing school, probably 
So it's not a college. This it's is not a, a college. Okay, I, I, no. I, I had it written down here, and I was, I was going to ask. It's no, I mean, I, I have a I have a hospitality degree no, from UCF that no, I will no I football probably team. never. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, it's literally a, a beer brewing school, and I just took like the shorter. Yeah, they call it the concise course. There's another course where you're you're in Chicago for four months, and you're in Germany for two months. That sounds but fun. I, it does sound fun, but yeah. I don't. I didn't have the twenty thousand dollar yeah tuition at, some at this point in my life. It's you know point, hindsight's twenty twenty. Do you think you want to do that? Um, I, I I don't think at this point it's necessary for for what I'm doing. Good. Yeah, go go punk rock. I can do this. Somewhere yeah, else. I, I think I don't need your damn piece of paper. You know, and, and honestly, not to dog the education I did get, but most of what I learned, I learned hands-on yeah. shadowing. That, yeah. that that's where it's really at. And it, and all the information I learned in that school is in textbooks are on the internet so if you depending on how you learn you know you could absorb it all out of I got a lot out of it uh, being in the classroom talking to the instructors and whatnot but some people could probably get it all out of a textbook too yeah, that's uh, I, uh, it, well not massage therapy but I also I, I have a myriad of, of uh, technical school background okay I, I went to broadcasting school also to study radio and look what I'm doing now. I'm podcasting. I, you, huh? you made it huh? I know, I'm a star Tell I, your, I, call mom I've got 54 followers in Mexico yeah, in Mexico, yes, <laughs> fifty-four. So of them. I mean, you've cornered most of the market. I, I know. I mean, if, if you need something sold in a specific city in Mexico, <laughs> I'm your man. Uh, but uh, where was I? I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah, I, I, I have a whole bunch of pieces of paper to say I'm smart as a right. subject. But you, you actually using yours. I am in, in, a, in a big way. You work for a, a local powerhouse of, of a restaurant slash brewery. Uh, I do. Casket Larder. I do. Yeah, it, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. We ate there like a week and a half ago. And yeah, fantastic. We, we do brunch there on a semi-regular basis. And happy hour. It's my favorite place in Orlando to it's, have happy it's, hour. It's a darn good happy hour. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, we, we've got pints of beer for three bucks. you got dollar oysters. There's yeah. some really good stuff on the menu. There's really good cocktails for six bucks. You, yeah. I think it's kind of a little bit of a of a secret right now like i mean not not that the happy hour isn't busy but i don't think it's like that well known i don't know why is it but it's but it, it's a great it's, it's a literally great, my favorite it's, happy it's hour. a great for, happy hour for a little bit of money you can go down there and get a little afternoon early evening buzz and fill your which, stomach with amazing oysters and which food is, and i mean that's really my favorite yeah. time of buzz anymore yeah, is that early afternoon well, we're, we're older absolutely uh, uh, <laughs> um uh, anyway, I, I said thank you, so and you've listened, so I appreciate that. So you kind of know what we do a little bit, I'm Absolutely. guessing. And what, what we usually do at this point is first memories, and, and of course we've we've sat across we've sat across the bar from you, and I, I doubt you remember that. I mean, because you see probably hundreds of people over the course of the sure. of the evening, uh, and you've worked in the bar slash restaurant industry for the last ten years or so. Yeah. Right. Uh, the the reason you're sitting here was you were actually sitting in another great restaurant up the street from my house, Smiling Bison, and I came up and literally wrapped my arms around you and thought you were John Fortson, because uh, John Fortson gets name checked on almost every podcast we decide. All right, and somehow, yeah. somehow we work his name in. He's famous. Uh, he I was he was the first interview. No, he wasn't the first. Okay, uh, Technic- was the, it was the first one I listened to. Technically, CJ Mask was the first. Okay, and John's been in and out of bands with CJ and okay. And, uh, John's a great guy. I don't know if you know John. Get to know I, John. I don't know. Oh, he well, listen to the podcast. He's great. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's. Uh, but I thought you were John. I ran up and was like, "Hey, oh, you're not John. That's awkward." Uh, but you. So thank you for coming in and hanging Absolutely. out. Absolutely, I'm uh, really so happy to be here. I think that's my first memory of you, and I don't know if you were even. I, it's so self-serving. It's so stupid. Where did you meet me? <laughs> I'm fancy boy. I, I'm assuming that that's where you met me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just kind of, um, you know, I, I've listened to a lot of the a lot of the other podcasts and. 
a lot of these are people you've known for a long time. And I was just like, I'm just pretty sure him and I have sat at the same bar sure or I was working at that, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of thing, you know. Well, these are three things I know about you, or at least I think I know about you. All right. Uh, number one is you don't have a Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. Yeah, because normally what I do, especially if I don't know somebody really well, or if I do know somebody really well, I'll stalk your Facebook for yeah. a while. And I admire the fact that you don't have a Facebook. You, you know, it's not something that I ever did thinking I was really cool. I think I was more late to yeah. the to the party. It's a great party. You can but, still get in there. But I will tell you, like, on the other hand, and, I, and I'm not ever going to start a Facebook, Good. but but I do think it's great. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we use it in the, in the restaurants and of stuff. Of course, I mean, you have it's, to. it's irreplaceable. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe how effective it is as a as a tool or it's a or, website or, basically or whatever. For free in but um, to a website. Uh, you know, on the other hand, I some dudes convinced me to start up an Instagram account. You know, of two years ago, and yeah. I mean, I'm on that like a teenage girl. Like you know, I mean, like I, I'm like first to like all your stuff because you know uh, if it's you. if it's been up for five minutes, yeah, like I, I, I check. You know, like, which is weird because I don't think I'm like that, but I I am. I, I I'm I'm to the point. I've talked about it. I am gonna dump my personal Facebook. I'm gonna do it. It's it might be November, but I'm gonna do it before <laughs> the end of the year. And, and like anybody else, I'm I'm, I'm kind of caught in you know, I'm gonna see what's going on in the world, but I just waste so much fucking time on it, and it's just so stupid, you I know, just, and pointless, and I. I, I don't feel, need to be spying on my old friends. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could kind of still do that on Instagram. Instagram, I like because it's like I've just kind of filtered. It's like every day I just look at pictures of like, okay, booze, dogs, yeah, food, yeah, the cool stuff. Repeat, you yeah, know, you yeah. know what I mean. Booze, so, dogs, food, bands. And no one really gets on Instagram and is complaining about like how their girlfriend left them or blah blah blah. So it's just kind of. Yeah, I, I, so, I'm I'm sort of a fan of Instagram, although, I mean, and I use. I don't have a personal Instagram. I have yeah. the podcast and for my business, I, I, I have an Instagram and I don't, and, and I mean, I'm, it's, I'm obviously, and Instagram is one of those things where you don't put a bad picture of yourself up there. It's very, I'm trying to make myself look like this, <laughs> uh, but I admire that and, and I'm going to do this. Uh, second thing, we actually, we talked about this a minute ago. You're a certified, say the word again, Cicerone, Cicerone, the beer expert I have written in here and you have a degree in brewing technology. So we covered that. So I believe that, but that, that's really cool and admirable. And, and, uh, uh, and the third thing is, and I like this about you, you're really into alkaline trio. I am into alkaline trio. Yeah, I'm so. actually really, really into alkaline trio. And, uh, it wasn't till probably like one of the I probably listened to like four of your podcasts or something that somebody mentioned alkaline trio. And I was like, Oh, cool because i figured when i mentioned alkaline trio that's a band that i don't know people kind of love or hate them yeah, yeah. Or, or some people just never really gave them a listen so they kind of looped them in with a bunch of other bands so i was kind of like i didn't know how you were going to handle that if i was going to have to back up and be like well no, you know no i like echo i, I, I oh. i've seen them they're, they're, yeah they're oh, I've, i didn't see them when they played the social recently oh you, man you were at like every show right four nights in a, a row fanboy. eight eight yeah. albums <laughs> my you know my favorite band who i've seen several times but, you know, through the years, and now they're playing eight albums from their first album to yeah, their yeah. last album live at the social. You know, I've wow. only seen them at House of Blues or some outside, you know, festival type thing. And, like, now I'm in the front, you I know. I saw them at the social in uh, 2008, I think. Okay. The, are you into the, the Smoking Popes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I love the Smoking Popes. Smoking and... Popes. I saw them at the social... The, the, drum, the original drummer from the Smoking Post was, was right. touring with Alkaline. Yeah. And actually, Dashboard Confessional opened up for them. Oh. And I, no, I guess not. I was going to say Hank 3 somehow was involved, but that was a different show. <laughs> he uh, always is. Yeah. Uh, um, no, the Smoking Popes at the social, 
I mean, it was probably around then. I've seen that them was, a couple times, too. I yeah. saw them at the social. It was kind of random. Like, one of my best friends was like, hey, we're, we're going to go see the Smoking Popes. Why don't you come see them? And, I mean, I liked the band, but I'd never seen them live. And, like, that show was rocking. That yeah. was really, really well, fun. Oh, he's got a beautiful voice. I, yeah. I, when they broke up originally, uh, he was in a band called Duvall, and they played at uh, Will's. These are all Orlando places, if you're listening in Mexico. Because um, <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> all 54 of you. Uh, but they're, they're, uh, they played at Will's, and he came off the side of the stage. I don't usually try to put myself on the side of the stage because there's a lot of room, and you can see the band, and it's not blaring. And he came and walked right up to me, and I went, you should come back. That's all I could all I could think <laughs> of to say. And I was like, ah, I blew it. I, I don't meet famous people very well. well I sort of have this thing where I kind of never want to meet like yeah, like the dudes from it. the Alkaline Trio, because like they don't want me coming up, you know, some thirty-something-year-old dude. Oh, I really love your band, you <laughs> know. You, you got me through a tough time yeah. twelve years ago. Uh, and so I've had opportunities. I've had friends and and whatnot. Or you know, when they were playing that show at the social, they were drinking at the courtesy. Or yeah, you yeah. Know, some of them were drinking at the courtesy afterwards and stuff. So I mean, I did get like a cool sign set list and that's, a broken drumstick and a yeah. pick and stuff that my buddy Blake hooked me up with, but. It's kind of like I don't really want to meet them, at least not in that, I, you, you know, under those circumstances. I recently went to see Bobcat Goldfway, who I think is brilliant. And most people think of him as yeah. that guy, but he's not anymore. Okay. Uh, he makes films. He, he's, a, he's a director and he makes amazing films. And we he does stand-ups to finance his film career. And also, he says, and to finance his, other, his two ex-wives. But... Uh, <laughs> I got a chance to talk to him for a hot minute after he, he, he came out into the bar and he doesn't drink. He hasn't drank and guy hasn't done drugs or drank since the eighties. Sure. Everybody thinks because he was that wild guy. And yeah. He, he set the tonight show on fire for a hot minute uh, yeah. that, that he's just an animal, but he's brilliant. And I talked to him for a couple seconds and it was one of those, I think we can be friends. I think we can be friends. And then I was like, what am I thinking? He's, yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird when it's, yeah, I, I so, mean, especially if it's someone you've, you've truly been a fan of for a long time I, or, or whatever. It's just kind of, ah, uh, you know, I don't want, I just can't. I don't want to meet Bono. I don't want to meet Paul Westerberg. I don't want to meet these people that I, I put up on this, this mountaintop. So I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, top three things real quick. Top three bands. Quick go. Uh, obviously Alkaline Trio. We've already covered that. Sure, like um, that, that would sort of be my, you know, kind of all my life and a band that I've seen a lot yeah, and, yeah. And, and whatever. And like they've really summed it up. Um, I'm going to go Jawbreaker number two. Good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love, love Jawbreaker. I probably got into them a little too late. Um, Jets to Brazil. Did you like Jets to Brazil? I did like, I did like Jets to Brazil, especially Orange Rhyming Dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's album. a great, great album. Yeah. Some of their other albums I didn't like so much, but pretty much everything Jawbreaker ever we made. saw them at the social. That's cool. Yeah, that was really cool. That's super cool. And uh, I, I'd say Pixies. Pixies number three. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw them open up for you too. Sweet. Yeah, it was uh, at the opening day of the Octoon Baby Tour. Wow. Yeah, in the, in the Lakeland Civic Center, which is a weird place this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is a weird uh, Do you read? Are you a reader? Top three books. Top three books? Uh, I would go uh, Catcher in the Rye. Okay. It's sort of my... Classic. Probably read it in in high school and then I, I think I still go back and read it every couple of years uh-huh. and, uh, and, and and like still love it my dog's name's Holden okay by the yeah, way yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, let's see uh, East of Eden okay. John Steinbeck yeah um, that was that was in high school I had to do like a, a a big paper on the same author but you had to read multiple books so I read like uh, obviously Grapes of Wrath and um, 
of Mice and Men, you know, Cannery Row, and then East of Eden was just it like blew my mind that a book like that could have some just true, true evil. That's a great. Yeah. I read. I read that every probably every few years. Oh, I Mice and Men, I've read, and that will make you cry. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. that's a that's a that's a rough one. Yeah. Um, third, I can't really think of like a classic. I will say the the book that I've read most recently that I, I really couldn't put down was that eleven twenty two sixty three that Stephen King book. Oh, that they're, they're actually going to yeah. make a show out of it now, That's which is yeah. which is really weird. But it's I'd been recommended it by like very different people in my life recommended it. It's basically about a guy who can time travel and he's trying to stop the JFK assassination. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you you should totally read it. Or like, oddly enough, I I read this book for the first time, like five years ago. Now James Franco is going to make like a mini series on it, which which should, should hopefully be, hopefully be pretty cool and all that. But I I couldn't put that book down. It was like this time traveling and you're, you're trying to, you know, prevent the Vietnam war and all kinds of stuff. If Kennedy wouldn't have died and this, that and the other, but the guy can't just go back to the date that Kennedy was assassinated. He's got to go back to like, 1959 and lived there for you know oh, four yeah, years and he's fo- he's following Oswald around and stuff so That's I just I couldn't put that book down my wife's like you're reading Stephen King and I was like yes I am <laughs> so reading cliche. I am literally <laughs> reading like Stephen King but uh, it's good it was a good book it yeah. was a really good book have I you read um, it. um Brewing up a business, by, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's Sam from Dogfish Head. From Dogfish, that was yeah, I love that book. When I started my first business, I, I, I yeah. was like, "Well, I like beer, and I need to learn about business." Yeah. So I was going to say, I got a copy of it up there. Yeah, I was going to say I've read that probably at least more than once. He's an interesting dude. And, oh yeah, I mean, yeah he's he, done a, he's done a great job. He's a game changer. Yeah, for the most part, he really he's is. a rock star too. He does what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, top three movies, please, young man. <sighs> top three movies, I would say. It's going to be a little controversial, but I'm going to go with Return of the Jedi right. just because I have to have a Star Wars movie in there because Star Wars has been so important to me. You've seen the new one, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to ruin it, it for everybody. It was real It was real good. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to ruin it for everybody? Everybody's, everybody's seen it by now. If you haven't seen it by now, that's that's real weird. But Return of the Jedi, I mean, as I got older, I, th- I think I realized that Empire's a better movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. But like... I don't know. I, the, the climax of Return of the Jedi, I just like loved it. And of I, course. Whatever. So I love Star Wars. So I had to put one Star Wars movie in there. Um, let's see. I'd say Big Lebowski. Sure. I'm trying to think of movies I've seen. Like, yeah. you know, it's Big Lebowski. I've just seen thousands upon. See, I've only seen it like once or twice. I've seen I, it thousands of times. And, and there, I mean, if there's this Lebowski festivals and there, there, there are. Uh, you see, you write down your books. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. I need to go back and give it another look. It was one of those. It, it, it's one of those movies where it's it, you have to watch it yeah. ten times. Yeah. And we were just kind of some friends and I were always playing it. And it's just there was a time where like every night when I was passing out drunk, I would put it on. <laughs> and like, I don't know. It's just that kind of humor, you know. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Big Lebowski. It's a good, good call. There are no yeah. right answers. Yeah. Yeah. One more. That's tough. I, I think something something cheesy. I, I think I think I'm gonna go with like I think I'm gonna go with Point Break. Because oh, I've seen Point Break just hundreds on Jacob Kaplan, one of his favorite films. Really? Well, yeah, he loves some Point Break. I'm 99 sure he loves it. And I hang out with him all the time. I and, don't think we've ever talked about Point Break. His other big one is uh, Claiming the Cube. Gleaming the Cube. Gleaming the Cube. That's I know. Uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater skateboard yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I know about that about Jacob, and he probably doesn't listen, so he's never going to hear this. <laughs> uh, he actually wanted. I've been trying to get him on the podcast, and he wants me to do it from a boat from the middle of the lake behind his house. You know, he told me that because when you asked me to do this, 
I think the next night I was drinking at a guest house with him. Yeah. And I asked him. Like, and he was like, Peter oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> is he yeah, okay? He, it's creepy. It, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I asked I asked many people. I asked yeah. Brent. I Good. asked Richard because you had talked to Richard. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, everybody said I was all right. Yeah, everybody said you're all right. But yeah, Jacob did tell me. He's like, yeah, I want to get him out there. I'm like, well, I don't think he's going to yeah, take off. I'm not bringing all. laptop and mics out yeah. to the middle of a lake. <laughs> it's not going to happen, buddy. It can't be. This is my world. We all be. want a lot of things, <laughs> yeah, Jacob. I, yeah. Um, well, that's it. Uh, you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions, please. Yeah. Question number one. Okay, uh, so from from not, not stalking you on Instagram, but no, but being fine. your but being your Instagram friend for right. some time, you know, you put up a lot of pictures uh, where you've where you've traveled a lot. Like it mm-hmm. seems like you've really kind of kind of hit the world. It's one of my favorite things to do. So um, and but I also know from some conversation that you've been living in Orlando now since ninety two. I think you that said that sounds right. Yeah, you were paying so, attention. So I mean, so why why Orlando? Why did you stay here? Because it seems like especially at that time, you probably could have packed up and leave left at any at any moment well i mean the obvious answer is finances uh i mean if i won the lottery tomorrow i love orlando i really do and especially because i always use the word renaissance there's been a renaissance in orlando i agree in, in the last eight ten years or so and a lot of it has to do with the place you worked and ravenous sure. pig was pretty much the starting point for, yeah i think i mean it was a it was definitely a, a pillar and, and the a, place a big, you work a big, now a big yeah. part of it yeah. yeah it's uh uh and, and we've always had little bit of culture but now we got art and music and food and all the stuff that makes life wonderful uh but if i won the lottery tomorrow i'd be in paris i wouldn't think twice about paris it. yeah that's, that's that's my place okay i mean we uh i mean it's 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 the original place that has art and music and, sure. and restaurants and, sure. and it's uh i given a choice i would live someplace where i didn't speak the language and i just was forced to learn another language or, yeah. you know, I, I, that's what, that's, that's would be a dream. Uh, ideally I would win the, the Powerball and I would have a house in San Francisco and I'm, I'm bad at logistics. So, and then I would have a house at, <laughs> when you have that much money, you don't have yeah, to, but yeah, you have a, no longer matter if you have Powerball, that last Powerball, you have, you have a personal jet. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I could fly from San Francisco to Paris, which is dumb. So yeah, I, New York, but I'm not a New York guy. I, I'm really a, not a New York guy. No, I'm not I like a New York. Yeah, I, I, I never I, wanted to move to New York, but I but I like New York. Yeah, you know I know. What I, mean? I, I mean, it, it's it's you know, it's it's the city that never sleeps. It's it, well, I, I, I get it. New York's all right if you like saxophones. You know what I mean? Fear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've often said I could play that solo. Good I for think you. Uh, I think uh, you know the first time I went to New York, I was like 18. My sister was living there. She was a chef. Uh, living in Queens. That sounds and, cool. And it was really cool. Or I was like 18, 19. Once again, old enough for like a fake ID, I think. Yeah. And um, it, it was just mind blowing. You, you know, and, it, and that city, it's New York. Yeah. That city's still mind blowing yeah, to me. So, but I've never had the pool. Like you said, San Francisco. Like I could move to San Francisco. I could move to uh, Portland. I could moved to Asheville, but we, I've we, never... We both just said Asheville before Oh, we Asheville, talking, yeah. Asheville is the place. I that's mean, actually on our radar. That's, like, I yeah. would say, yeah, realistically, and my wife especially wants to move to Asheville, but um, realistically, if anywhere, it would be Asheville. But yeah. uh, no offense to New York, but I never had that like, oh, I want to go live in New York and be a dishwasher and, yes. you know, have yeah. a... I mean, apartment it's, it's, with 16 people. And, yeah, it's just, it's just a different lifestyle. And we've got some listeners in New York, and I know they listen, and... and uh, Good for them. You know, that's their thing. They're they're successful. They're 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 making it happen up there. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's rad. It's just I, yeah. I just I like, just never felt the pull. I, I just can't imagine that. You know, I, and uh, 
And I guess it, you know, it's a thing, but I, in Paris, is, it's the same damn thing. It's just it's French, which right. so, somehow to yeah. me makes it cool. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't pretend to understand yeah, I guess it. there's probably just as much crappy stuff in Paris. No, I'm sure there's, in, there's lots in, of, they have in, Disney in World. Yeah. Come on. It's, yeah. You know, it's right outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's French Orlando. But, yeah. uh, what kept me here was like finances for the most part. And then I met my beautiful wife and we're, we like it here and it, it's finally starting to, to fit, but I'm just like, I just kind of want to go and see and do and taste and sure hear and I mean I and, and I, I've always been that kind of like if I stay in two, one place too long I feel like moss is growing on me and I start to get stagnant well I mean yeah you know travel is yeah it's, it's the best it's, it's the best yeah, yeah. It's, it's huge yeah uh, I'm gonna hit you with some questions now you ready yeah and we can do this gonna ready as I'm gonna be yeah it's nothing hard not gonna hurt uh, but first I gotta find my questions bad at podcasting um Okay, question number one. Moments after you die, you're given your life stats on a piece of paper. <laughs> what stat do you look up first? What stat do I look up first? Ooh. Well, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pretty obvious here. I mean, I think the the measure of a man is still his uh, liquor holding ability. So I'm gonna go with with uh, like quantity drank, not 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 quality or anything i just yeah. be like man how much how much beer how much whiskey that's a good question how much yeah, did i that, that's yeah I well and it, that keeps it kind of pc like where i don't have to say anything that would offend my wife too much you right. know what okay. i mean because like okay. there's some other stats no, too I know. you know yeah. what i mean you can look that up at first some things that i've lost count of you know yeah. over the years too but uh i think the i think that would be no, that, it, although probably appalling you know statistic but uh It'd be, it'd be really interesting. I mean, does it fill a swimming pool? Know, does it fill, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> you got to put it to me like that. You can't be like, oh, it's thirty hectoliters, because that, that that means I don't know what that is. Yeah. You know, you got to be like, it's as big as, you know, the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually found that. I I spent so much time looking on the internet at questions, and very rarely do I find one that's interesting. And that was that was I found a couple today. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, number two for you. Hold on one second. I'm hit this button. You're beamed onto an uh, alien spacecraft, and the aliens ask you to describe music for them. You, oh. take, you take your phone out. What song do you play for them? Not album, what song? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a very heavy, heavy question. I know, right? That's All what right. we do. I'm going uh, to trace back here. I'm going to play... Pixies, and I think I'm gonna play uh, the song "Dead" because it, it it it's it's really like ragged and, and and whatever, and then it goes into this like beautiful melody kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be something like that, or or some other great song that kind of like has one of those great buildups, you know, something like momentous yeah, yeah. of that of that nature. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough question. I bet like on the drive home, I'll, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have ten better answers. See, I, I love the, than that, that, you know. Yeah, but I, I can't think of like some cool. Oh, it'd be Otis Redding. Like I just can't think of some cool. I, I love John the, Coltrane. You know, the, there are no right answers for any sure. of this stuff. No, like, it's a great question. Uh, it's going to keep me up at night. We're we're blown through these. Uh, question number three. What's the most old thi- old person thing you do to date right now? Like, like I, I get up every two hours and pee in the middle of the night because. <laughs> Because I'm damn close to fifty, uh, so uh, you know, and then and, and that's uh, God, I, I get up and uh, I don't think I I don't even think I have to pee. I think it's <laughs> I'm awake, 
And uh, like, I got to pee. I have prostate cancer. I know I do. I got to pee. I can't go back to sleep unless I pee. Prostate cancer. I know it. I can feel it. Because well, isn't one of your biggest fears in, in the world, because it's one of my biggest fears, is like peeing the bed next to your wife when you're... That'd be funny as hell. I don't know. I just I, think I just think I could. I just don't think I could do it. I just oh, think I'd have geez. to. I'd have to move and reinvent myself. You know what I mean? See now, she'd now probably still love me, but I don't think I could. Like now, I could, now I could it do will it. be. I, now, now I have to pee. I have cancer. I'm going to pee the bed. See, thank you for putting that seed into my. Well, head. you could always. You could blame it on the dog. I would blame mine on the dog. Oh, uh, see, does your dog sleep with you? Oh yeah. Oh no, we, that, that that's simply not going to happen. Oh, I mean, yeah. And you're seeing the size of my dog. Did, did we, my dog's my dog's that big too. That, my, you're my crazy. Yeah, it's. Oh yeah, we're 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 <laughs> we're we're like that. <laughs> are, are there? I mean, not this. I mean, well, we're being real here. Are there children? There's no children. Are no, there, are there no going children. to be children at some point? Or I mean, because the you process know, of making children involves not having the dog in the bed. Or that's true. Yeah, and that that's why. Well, we I, we have like a policy for when the dog needs to not be in the bed. Yeah. Like we have a pretty close the door. Well, no, it's it's so like you know we give him a treat and put him in his cage and stuff. It's it's become this weird form of like foreplay where it's like, do you want to give Holden the Kong? And like I'm like I know what that means. I'm gonna put some peanut butter in that yeah. Kong and like yeah. So that's a that's a funny uh, that's an old person thing right there. But uh, to get back to the oldest thing I do, I I've become a super old man um, ever since starting working in the brewery. Up until then, I was bartending for like 13 years. I was working at bars that closed at two, so I was at work till four. So and then you, know, you go can't party after that. Yeah, you yeah. can't live a normal life. No, okay. you know, because if someone gets off at work, they don't go to sleep at, or if they get off of work at five p.m., they don't go to sleep at six p.m. So if you get off of work at four a.m., you're not in bed, but you know, you stay no, up, you're I, drinking, whatever, and you're yeah. hanging out with other people like that, or even at Ravenous, or even at Cask. You know, we were open till till midnight or so. But now that I work in the brewery, it's more of a more of a daytime gig. So I've super become. Like, all right, I'm gonna make supper and and you know, watch the, watch my stories. And, I'm an adult. You know, I mean, it's weird. I don't I don't go out like I used to, which I guess is what you always hear happens, but it's really happened to me, which is real strange. I think for 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 myself and probably my friends. What are you? You're 38, 37. I don't know how old you are. How old 31. Are you? You're 31. Yeah. I, I'm see now. Almost I feel bad. almost 32. Uh, no, I, well, you, I got some gray hairs in the. No, beard. no, but but I I just assumed that you 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 got this. I, you don't look 38, but I just assume you got this lofty position because you must have been a kid when you started this. I was I was 19 when I started bartending. I was only like 23 when we opened up Ravenous. So That's I was crazy. Which I, so I look back on that and like I was like, oh yeah, I was. A, we were all kids though. Were but just, I I was I was a kid. Just making it up. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine like me talking to staff members like all right so there's barley and there's water like i didn't even understand it so i love it just getting super nervous you know no that's good you faked your way through it yeah good for you apparently yeah no there's nothing wrong with that now you know what you're doing so yeah that's true that's true you can't dazzle with your brilliance baffle with your bullshit that's absolutely some of the the most wise things anybody's ever said to me yeah uh i this is where I get lost all the time. Bad at this. Bad at podcasting. Hashtag bad at podcasting. Uh, you have a, uh, a second question for me, please, sir. I do. I do. Hmm. Let's go. Do you have a favorite quote or, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a direct quote or, or words to live by or uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I One of my favorite books, and I've, I've cited this on here, is a, a book. It's a, it's a hippie book. I mean, it's, it was written in the 70s by a Richard Bach, and he wrote uh, 
Jonathan Levington Siegel, very horrible hippie 70s book, but uh, the, not that book. There's a book called Illusions that I've read 50 times. Whenever life throws me a curveball, I'll read Illusions. And usually, I, normally I have a couple copies laying next to me and I give them away. And it's like, yeah, read this. It's, it's a quick read. Cool. Uh, and there's a couple things in there. One of them is, uh, and I can't quote it for word for word verbatim, I guess the word would be. Uh, but rarely does family grow up under, under the same household. I like that in the sense that, you know, you, you find people that are more your family than sometimes the people you grew up with. And what, what's the other one that... Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, I, yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, um, it's basically the book Illusions is how I look at life. It's... It's, it's a good book. It just happens to be very, very hippie. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Bama Pama Vintage. Bama Pama Vintage is an online clothing store specializing in vintage menswear, ranging from the 1930s to uh, 1980s, 1970s, uh, suits and ties and shirts and shoes and just about anything else that uh, is vintage and stylish. Bama Pama Vintage is uh, offering listeners of Scotchy Good Conversation a 15% discount in their online store. Use the discount code SCOTCH at checkout. You can also check out some of their vintage menswear at Cloak and Dapper near downtown Orlando. Cloak and Dapper is an amazing gentleman's clothing and uh, grooming supply store specializing in the all-American-made stuff. And Bama Pama Vintage is proud to have the uh, a vintage section in the back of their store. Uh, stop by and uh, check them out. There's just incredible vintage suits and ties and shirts. They are located at 1219 North Orange Avenue in Orlando, uh, right next to Tim's Wine Mart, right across the street from beautiful Lake Ivanhoe. If you visit them, please make sure you tell them that you heard about their shop on Scotch and Good Conversation. I'm going to spell out the name of the company. It's Bama Pama, B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A Vintage. If you Google it, you're going to find it someplace and eventually it will land you on the website and uh, get yourself some cool snazzy clothes that don't look like you shop at the mall. Uh, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. We're actually blowing through this, which is good. Sure. Uh, um, question number four for you. Would you rather get uglier or dumber? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think definitely definitely uglier. <laughs> You're a handsome man. You can afford to get <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a little room, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to get uglier. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't, I don't, you you can't, can't, go you can't lose your mind. No, you can't go dumber. Dumber's no good. It's, Although, I guess if you were dumber, I mean, depending on how dumb we're talking, you wouldn't really have any problems anymore. It, it also depends on how pretty you are when you begin with, too. Because <laughs> if, you're, if you're beautiful, you can go through life and be dumb. I've met some girls like that. Well, you know, I've met some people like and, that. Yeah. And being a man, you know, there's certain things like, are you talking about like a cool scar or something? No. Like I can I can live with that like, <laughs> like a, a hook, like a hook hand or something you know like <laughs> we can work with that you know um, here's one actually that that I found in this because uh, you're in the industry and I, this is specifically for you question number five if you had to name a drink after your mother what would it be called and why it would be don't let them see a tipsy. <laughs> I think my mom's quote was always that was I think it was I think it was don't ever let them see you tipsy yeah. and that was sort of my mom not much of a drinker uh-huh. more of like a, a glass of wine she's yeah, pretty yeah. giddy and so I mean as the years have gone by and we've been working in restaurants and stuff you know I think she'll go drink a martini or something which like the thought of that 10 years ago was crazy like yeah, she, yeah. she would drink a glass of wine and that was that was it but that was kind of one of her things her I don't know if it was necessarily advice but I think Basically, her 
saying don't get blind drunk and pee yourself and act like an idiot when you're out at bars, which unfortunately I, I don't know if I did the best job some years <laughs> of my life. I mean, I never peed myself. No, not yet. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Night is young. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it would it would be something like that because I think she always, uh, you know, said, yeah, just maybe just know when to leave, you know. Have you invented a drink? Were you that kind of bartender? Yeah. Yeah? What was your drink? What did you invent? I mean, you know, lots. But I think when you're making drinks, yeah. you're really just kind of reinventing classics. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. there's one that I think is actually back on the menu right now at Cask and Larder that I'm particularly proud of. And it's... Uh, Sort of a play on a uh, Boulevardier or a Negroni. Boulevardier okay, is like I, I a, like a whiskey Negroni, yeah, basically, yeah. like whiskey yeah. instead of gin. Yeah. So this this cocktail was was rye whiskey, uh, cherry hearing, which is like a Danish dark cherry uh-huh. liqueur. You guys do not screw around when it comes to cocktails. No, there. no, yeah. absolutely not. And uh, Campari, which is which is bitter. You know, like yeah. what kind of what makes a Negroni a Negroni? Um, a little bit of orange bitters and some black walnut bitters and. I just think it was kind of like I'd been bartending for like, like almost a decade at the point. Like, well, I'd been bartending longer, but I've been kind of seriously bartending, I guess, yeah, yeah. for maybe about 10 years and you know, trying to make cocktails and trying to learn and get better. And I sort of went through this uh, full circle or bell curve process where I kind of quit just throwing 20 ingredients in a glass and I was trying to simplify. And I'm thinking, like, what are the best drinks in the world? You know, Manhattan's. Negronis, they're all two, three ingredient yeah. kind of drinks. So I, I sort of did that. Like it's 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 Negroni style, equal portions, stirred over ice, orange twist. So are, are you? Uh, are you? I mean, you make beer for a living. Are you? Do uh, you drink? It's, I don't really drink mixed drinks anymore. Like a, I'm a like if I drink. By the way, we don't have any scotch. You want some scotch? Oh yeah, I want some scotch. Okay, we might have to stop in a minute. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't have the most stellar scotch in the world, but it seems okay. like seems like we have to. You're, <laughs> you, you, uh, Larry brought some uh some beer from cask and larder and what was that because it was really good and yeah uh this is called trucks and trains it's yeah. a it's a pale ale and uh what's what's yeah. the abv on that uh right around six yeah oh yeah that's uh, solid yeah, I, can, I got a little yeah. buzz yeah well, you know kind of the same thing i'm kind of like the, the beers that i'm brewing it's kind of like when i was bartending I, i'm not i'm trying to kind of just make simple clean yeah good solid you know i'm not trying to throw a bunch of well i threw dragon fruit in there it's really cool <laughs> you, you know like, i'm just trying to brew basically classics i guess you know so uh but no i I still drink um i drink predominantly beer but i drink i drink wine i drink um i drink whiskey you know neat i I drink i drink cocktails you know i still go to the courtesy or whatever my wife's actually a fantastic bartender so i we have a pretty killer home bar and sometimes i help her with like the r&d you know type thing which is kind of funny because I had bartended, and she's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, you know, well, here's my theory, you know. <laughs> what do I know anymore, you know? Do you know uh, Paul Jones and Michelina? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, a, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah they're, they, they're, they always look like they drink really. And Paul's Tuesday uh, with uh, Cleve. Tuesdays with Cleve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah they're, they're, they're great. Yeah, they're, they're friends. Uh, I think I knew Paul before Michelina. Because Paul and Washburn would come and like sit at the bar at Ravenous. Ugh, Washburn, man, uh, the kid's an animal. <laughs> I know he's not anymore. They would but, come sit yeah. at the bar at Ravenous at like lunchtime. Yeah. On a Tuesday, and like knock back. I know some drinks. I've I've drank with John. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually thinking maybe the first time I met you, because I didn't realize that you had worked for Washburn. But did yeah, you yeah. ever like? Did you ever maybe go into Ravenous and have some? No, ha- no. Yeah, I was I was gone from from hmm. uh, Washburn when when uh, okay. Ravenous opened. Hmm. Uh, all right. But I, I, yeah, I've, I've, 
I've done some damage with John. He's, yeah. he's a character. Right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I didn't really know those guys and they were just kind of like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, you know how you kind of like that first drink, you kind of act like, oh yeah, maybe, you know, and like, then they're like, three, four martinis deep. And it's, you know, it was, it was two in the afternoon. And I was like, man, I like these guys. Like John would, uh, I, I used to run the winter park store when it was still okay. across from, uh, and John would, it'd be like 1130 in the morning. And John would run, literally get out of his car with it still running, leave the door open and hand me a 12 pack and go drink this and then run away. And I'm like, dude, I'm working for you. <laughs> well, uh, you were, you were at his birthday, right? You were at his, I wasn't at his most recent one. I was at his 40th birthday. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, you were at his 40th? One? I was bartending. At the 40th birthday? Yeah. Like at the, his house? No, no. no the, this was the 50th he was he Yeah, was yeah. At, I'm like, yeah. oh, was he only 40? I'm like, oh, yeah. No, no, I was, at, I was at his 40th birthday. Okay. No, no, we, I bartended his his 50th, which was a huge affair. Yeah. Well, he's, and it was the last time I bartended, actually, because I, I haven't been bartending for like two years now. But uh, I was I was very glad that I bartended that. He's night. Orlando Royalty, Orlando Winter Park Royalty oh, yeah. for the most yeah. part. Uh, it's funny at his 40th birthday, I just started working for him. Maybe I was there like six months, and uh, his band's playing. You've seen his band. Yeah. Uh, his band's playing, and somehow my wife Dee Dee gets on stage and kind of bum rushes the mic, and she's singing "Money Money," and. Nice. Uh, <laughs> she's got a bottle of I, I want to say whiskey in her hands no no that, that's a lie she was she had a tambourine in her hands uh, and I looked at our friend Robin who was with us and I was like help me I don't know what to do and she's Robin was like this is your problem uh, uh, and so I grabbed the bottle off off the bar and walked up to her and handed her a bottle of whiskey which forced her to put down the microphone and she took a swig and I kind of gently took her off the off the thing and, and let the band continue Doing oh, you, were, thing. you were a, you were a good cooler there. You did and, a nice and, job. And to this day, she's like, if you did anything else, I would have been really mad at you. Yeah, because you would have said, "Hey, get down." <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have worked I, I, out well. No, she would have been angry. But uh, yeah, good, yeah, good use of distraction. Washburn there. knows how to how to throw a party. Yeah. He, yeah. The funny thing is, he fired me. We had he when I worked the Winter Park store. He he he, he should have fired me. The store was losing, and and uh, uh but it's I, I still couldn't be mad at him. You yeah, know? it's like. Eh, I would have fired me eventually too. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> uh, I've been fired for more jobs than I've been hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know. I mean, that that that's an that's an awkward nah, thing. No, it, when you're when you're well, I mean, when you're working with somebody that you kind of become close with, you know. Yeah. So I always just kind of say, ah, it didn't work out because over the years we've had to fire, of course, good friends of mine, yeah. and, and sometimes people that I became friends with. Yeah. But also sometimes we we you know we had to fire people from Ravenous that I like went to high school with, like yeah. grew up with, you know, like pals. Like I'm like, oh yeah. Been over to my parents' house for dinner. And, I'm sorry, you know, yeah, and yeah, we're just, still pals. Just, just, we're still buddies. I think they fired one of my roommates one time. Oh, it's, that's that's gonna be awkward. <laughs> I uh, I was Dee Dee's boss. Oh, at Kinko's, it was very scandalous, and uh, I I had before anybody knew we were together, I had to give her a performance appraisal. <laughs> and, and she was a terrible employee at Kinko's. I mean, she's brilliant, but uh, I mean, she was just too smart to work there. I mean, sure, and. Uh, and at the time, she's like 19 or 20, and I was like, you, I mean, I know we're dating, but you got to try harder, kid. It's <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry. I know this is going to come back and haunt me later. Uh, yep. But uh, the best thing that happened was we, she, she went and worked at a different store. Sure. And I, I like, kind of stepped out of management because it was terrible. Uh, did a third question from you, please. Well, you know, I had a couple questions, but Somebody stole some them. of these other ones yeah, yeah, yeah. have stolen. But uh, that's okay. I, uh, I'm going to ad-lib one here. Okay, um, since we, you know, we've been talking about restaurants and 
in, in the industry and whatnot, I'm going to ask you if you have like a favorite food memory experience. So that can be anything from, you know, your grandma's cooking to you were at some cool restaurant, I, uh, blah, blah, blah. I literally had uh, last Friday, I think I had the best meal of my entire life. Uh, actually, Paul and Michalina, we were in Iceland. My wife and I were in Iceland last week. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got back Monday. It was awesome. It's, it's Iceland's. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. I've, it. I've heard great things. Yeah, and Paul and Michalina made a big list of restaurants that we should go to. And uh, the top of the list was this place called uh, Dill. And it was actually next to another one. They were incorporated with another one called Pizza With No Name. And, and they said that they had made reservations for Dill like two months in advance. Uh, and then he just walked in pizza with no name. So we went, and they also said that dill was also very, very expensive. I think that's right. how, they, how they put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we couldn't get in, in pizza with no name. And we just happened to walk by dill. And I was like, I just want to stick my head in the door and just see what it's sure. like. And they, they came in and I was like, I'm just, I'm just looking. And I was like, do you by chance have any open tables? And it's like nine o'clock at night. And he, the guy went, give me a second. And I looked around, and there's maybe 20 people in the restaurant, like 20 seats, maybe 25 at the most. So mm-hmm. it's very, very small. And you can see the kitchen. You can see the chef. And uh, he's like, yeah, we got a place for you. We sat down, and there was a couple from uh, Santa Barbara, I think, like American couple next to us. We talked to them for a hot minute. And we had a, a seven-course meal with wine pairings, wine and beer. It was nice. Dynamite. It was, yeah. it was just ridiculous. That's killer. Yeah, I mean everything. The, little, the portions were the size of a quarter. Sure, but yeah. it was just like this little explosion of favorite right. flavor. I ate lamb's heart, which I can't even imagine eating, and it, I would gladly eat lamb's heart. Oh yeah, and I would gladly do it. No, I mean heart, heart, heart's good. Yeah, I, I've, I've never. <laughs> I've I mean, had various animal hearts. Over yeah, my, so I mean, uh, I, I <laughs> for my when when Didi first met me, I was very picky, but I grew up in a house where. Um, I'm, I, we're German descent, and German food's not necessarily the best food in the world. And mom, German food is definitely not the best, right. you know. Uh, so I, and before I came to Orlando, I mean, I never really had any really great meals. Sure. And honestly, I mean, up in I, Ravenous Pig was probably my first really just, oh my God, this is life awesome. changing. Uh, and I mean, we've we've had some decent meals, but that the place Dill, if you're in, in uh. Reykjavik and you can get in the place and you're lucky enough to get in the place yeah and the funny thing is we the whole trip there we have no idea how much we've paid for anything we still don't know how much we paid because yeah. it hasn't gone through yet oh. it's like, so we're kind of scared because <laughs> <laughs> everything there is really expensive and they right they said it was very very expensive right and Paul Michalina, that's Michalina's a food critic, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Food blogs. Like, yeah. So for her to say that is for, a little, is yeah, a little it's, scary. It's a little frightening. I'm like, yeah, you, <laughs> you're an editor for Savoir. Like, don't you just? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, on on the regular, just yeah. go to these crazy. So uh, we're a little frightened, but it, whatever it was, it was worth it. Yeah. And uh, that's good. And it was just a, it was just such a nice night all the way around because we didn't expect to eat there. Well, I think like the best times. I think this holds pretty true. Like, or, or not necessarily the the ones you planned out. So yeah, that, that sounds kind of spur of the moment. Like, I'm just gonna pop my head in here. Yeah, it's so just, I, I don't know. That's, that's just, and everybody because if to, you would have had that planned for six months, it probably by the time up. you got there, you might have been like, ah, you know what, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, it wouldn't have met up to expectation. Right. And, and, uh, and then everybody who we talked to at the hotel and we and other places when we mentioned we were there, like you got in there, and I was like, yeah, I'm Peter von Taborski. 
hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, and inside, I'm going, yeah, I got that, man, I got that, man. I think in restaurants, people, you know, we used to get that stuff all the time at Ravenous, and, and even some at Cask, where people would be like, oh, you can't get in there. And I'm like, well, if you go there Friday, you know, Friday night at 8 p.m., yes, yes, we're busy, but you can... If you want to go sit in the bar, you absolutely. Usually can, but but a lot of people, yeah. or at least a certain you know sect of people, like they call Saturday night. It's like six o'clock, and they yeah. call looking for a seven o'clock reservation. And it's like, yeah. well, no, Don't like we're dumb. we're booked up. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're being dumb. So it's like that's something we had to like try to fight over the years. And we're like, we have this bar; it holds a hundred people. You and, know? Yeah, and you have those little booths there. Yeah, I mean, totally. If you, well, I mean, wouldn't you? You almost rather sit on. At least I, if I'm eating at Ravenous or Cask, like I prefer to sit on the bar side. Yeah, I like sitting on the bar. The service is faster, and, and, and it seems like the bartenders are not that. Um, the, the service is great. Don't sure. get me wrong. No, Both those restaurants, it's I dynamite. Just, I, I think I think that a lot of that's just more where I feel comfortable. Yeah, on the, exactly. It's, it's like a little bit more casual. Yeah, you know? I, I'm right there with you. I, so, I, I, and I don't mean that just at Ravenous and Cask. I mean if I was traveling or whatever, like my wife and I or whoever I'm with, I typically bar or bar table bar yeah. side you know that kind no, of thing no i'm right there with you I, I i enjoy that the most um we've got the three more questions one of them is a throwaway so uh question number six for you oh let's get some scotch uh, all right yeah hold on. uh i have two and a half more questions for you two and a half yeah well like i said the last one's sort of a throwaway uh how do you think your life would change if you didn't need sleep and what would you do with the extra time I didn't need sleep. Do you sleep a lot? You, you, I mean, the bar industry is hard. I mean, you, I, you're I, not really in it, though. Exactly. Anymore. I'm not yeah. really in it anymore, so I, I tried to. You're probably there when they're not open most of the time. Pretty much. I, I usually, I'm kind of leaving when they're really when they're really getting going. It's 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 funny. Uh, so I do try to sleep, and I try to sleep early because I'm up at 4.30 or 5. That's crazy. Why? Because uh, I'm trying to be done by four because right now and this is actually about to change in, yeah. in like two weeks but right now there's a there's a table where you can sit and eat in my brewery so i gotta be i can't be in there working yeah oh yeah i forgot that you guys do the brewery tour yeah. yeah so that, that's actually that's actually coming to an end so we can get some more tanks in good good for you uh, in the next week or two so i think my schedule will actually change but no like i do try to like i try to like get to bed at a kind of a decent hour it's and weird want, if, especially yeah. if i know if I'm brewing, I'm trying to get there at six, meaning I'm trying to get up around five. Cause yeah. I, I like to like, I'd love to tell you I'm one of those dudes. It's just like, yeah, I'm out of bed. Blah, blah, blah. Like I kind of like to get up and yeah. drink my coffee and try to eat a breakfast. This, this all goes back to that old man conversation earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's all kind of part of my deal. Um, but if I didn't have sleep, I, I, yeah, I think I would try. I don't know if it would necessarily be a work thing. I think it would be learn an instrument or or a craft or something. But yeah. but not like a, you know, my job is a craft and my job's great. But it would be something different. I wouldn't, you, you know, like dedicate. If it was just extra time and I knew it was extra time, I would dedicate it towards something like that. You're a bit of a renaissance man, aren't you? Maybe a bit. Yeah. Maybe a bit. Nah, don't sell yourself short. You, you do. You're making art. You, you know. Yeah. You're, you're making living art. That's it's. Uh, I mean, well, it's brewing just... for me. It's 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 such a great. It, it's science and art. Yeah. And you can kind of, you can you know, there's breweries who lean one way and they're they're purely artists. They are just yeah. throwing. We were talking about crazy funky, funky Buddha down south. south funky yeah. Buddha, yeah. Or yeah. or look at what Brent does at Red Light. You know, yeah. every beer he brews, he is using wild yeast and aging it in a crazy barrel and he's using crazy ingredients these are things that i don't typically do in a lot of breweries you know 
are, are never going to do. Yeah. They're trying to brew a really consistent kind of beer or whatever. So I, I think somewhere in that middle point of science and art is kind of what I'm doing, which is, I mean, I'm really happy with it. It's a What's lot of fun. What's your favorite kind of beer? Yeah, my favorite kind of beer right now is pretty much what we're, what we're drinking. Um, like I said, I've sort of come full circle where, yeah. you know, you get into good beer. Yeah. Or at least this is how it worked in for me. Like, you know, you're, you're in high school, you drink. Crap. Can, crap, yeah. Yeah. whatever, high alcohol if you can, great, whatever. And then I think I sort of got, you know, probably all those entry-level beers are probably like Sierra Nevada, Sam Adams, you know. Uh, we were talking, you know, for me it was the imports. It was Guinness and, and Harp and, yeah. and all those beers. That was my first, like, whoa, these beers are really tasty. So anyhow, then I, I got into like the American craft beer thing. And then I got into that, like there was a point where I was drinking just – Everything was sour. Everything was barrel aged. Everything uh-huh. was wacky ingredients. Everything was, you know, twenty percent alcohol. Just ridiculous stuff. And now I've come back to this. Like I just really like pure pale ales, yeah. or pilsners, or brown ales, or or whatever. But like that's that's typically what I drink. Not to say if if, if someone brews something really cool, experimental, I'm gonna drink it yeah, and enjoy it and it. stuff. But like, you know, I go to Red Light, Red Light all the time, and I look at that beer list. And I usually just go, oh, kind of a local pale ale, you know, I'm the Swamphead pale ale, you know yeah. what I mean? And like sometimes I get, I kind of catch, I kind of catch some shit for that, you know, because they're like, don't you, you like realize, you like. yeah. don't don't you realize they have the one keg of blah blah blah? And I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm just I'm hanging out tonight, like I'm yeah. just trying to like, and I still like to like just drink and talk to my friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, not everything needs to be served in a crazy snifter to me and all that, you know. I feel like I've kind of I've seen it and I appreciate it, but it's not my every night I, uh, type thing, you know. I, I got I, uh, there was no craft beer when I was a kid and sure. in high school it was everybody drank uh, is Michelob even a thing anymore is that around you know it is but it's funny you say that because I, I don't like see it around it was a, it was such a thing it was a thing well was, that bottle I mean they had a whole different shaped bottle yeah uh, Michelob Dark was Michelob Dark for the winners that was their campaign well, that's what became Amberbach then yeah, I assume I think so and I, I which you still see once in a while if you go to like a sporting event or like a dive bar they'll be like well we got amber and you're like well all right well i i, I realized <laughs> that i could I, I went into michelob dark because i could go into a party and get to keep my six pack no one you know take your beer. It, and, and girls thought i was mysterious and arty and yeah and, and uh that led me <laughs> to like saint paulie's girl sure. and uh, uh any Moosehead and any of those yeah. canadian then that led me into uh, a guinness and which you know but uh my uh my, I never knew my great-grandfather. My grandfather, excuse me, because he had passed away when I was like two. And there was this room in the back of my grandmother's house that I wasn't allowed in. And when she passed away, I was like, I'm going to clean that room out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm cleaning it out, and I find my grandfather's toolkit, big metal toolbox. Sweet. Like, you know, with the, the hinge on it. Yeah. And, and uh, so I was like, ah, oh, man, I got my grandfather's tools. I'm going to build things and do manly things. And totally. I'm going to have this box forever. And I, I pick it up, and it's very light. So I, I was like, okay, it doesn't have all the tools I thought it would have in it. But I opened it up, and it was nothing but bottle openers from breweries from the like the fifties and sixties up north. All, all these breweries that are closed now. Like oh man, are, are lo- the the ones that Budweiser and yeah put out of business. Sure, because especially up north, there was a brewery in like almost every corner. Well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there was regional breweries. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've so that kind of was also kind of like I'm gonna. Try to hunt these beers down. A lot right. of them are long gone. Sure, uh, Yingling. You know, it's like the only one left. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but that was. No, that, that beer's 
I, saved I, my life many a time. Oh, I hate yingling. I've, Do I've, you really? I've never been a yingling guy. Too sweet. It's not. It's not great. It is no, sweet. No. It, it is. But uh, there's been many a time where I'm up in like Pennsylvania hanging out with family, and they just drink. Coors Light or Keystone Light, whatever's on sale. And Light. So when we do go out for a big night to like the American Legion, yeah, I'm not making this up. Yeah, no, it, it sounds and, very and, up north. And like I'm like, it, man, that's like a good, tasty beer. But I also remember one time I was, I was, you know, because my whole thing is my whole like life is trying not to be a snob. You know, like I'm not gonna, I can't preach to my some of my family about better beer. You know, they're yeah. just, they're just gonna drink whatever's whatever's cheaper between people Keystone people. Light or Coors yeah. Light. You know, but I do remember one time like getting uh you know being at the airport and uh, somewhere in pennsylvania or maybe in uh dulles or something and drinking like a sam adams and just being like this beer after drinking a week of Coors light or whatever i was like this beer is so flavorful yeah, it's sam like, is so not bad so great it's not bad but it's i mean it's not like it's not it's not that great but after like if you'd been a week or two of yeah just garbage. drinking water beer you know all of a sudden i was like this it's got ingredients in it this is nice the first bar that i used to go to on a regular basis was a bar in fort pierce called uh, the bourgeois and uh they've been open since like the 60s and when i started going there when i was 21 so this is like 80 88 89 i think that sounds right uh a bud light was 85 cents <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, that's what they should be charging. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> and then uh, we, they went up to like a buck ten, which is a weird. I mean, Eighty-five cents is a weird number. Yeah. Also, but I guess you can leave that fifteen cent tip for the bartender. There you go. Uh, so they went up to like a buck ten, and we all protested, like, yeah. "We're not going back to the bourgeois. Yeah. Dollar ten is outrageous." Yeah, yeah. And we started going to other bars and realized well how how good we had it. Yep. But I mean, that kind of beer, I mean, you can drink. Over the course of the evening, you can drink like eighteen of them. <laughs> sure, sure, and and I mean, I I think there's like, like I know I know some people that I know some guys in the in the beer industry that will like uh, never drink a blah blah blah. I still think there's a time and a place for some of those beers. You know, if I'm in a smoky, divey little venue, or if yeah. I'm outside at a baseball stadium or yeah, whatever, yeah. like I'm not gonna sit there being like, oh, I wish they had some cool IPAs. Like, eh, you know, whatever. If you're at the bowling alley bar in Orlando. I love the bowling the PBR, alley bar. Yeah, well, the bowling alley bar. They got some decent beers. I was about to say, because yeah. of all the rock star bowling years, I mean, that was Cigar City sponsored and PBR yeah. sponsored. Not that PBR is a great craft beer or anything, but, uh, you know. It's not terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. I would rather drink, I would rather drink a PBR. That, than, than a Bud Light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mostly because of Andy, but, you know, I mean, did, also. Did you uh, did you do Rockstar Bowling? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, God, it was ridiculous. I loved it. I we loved did, it. We did the last, not the last year, but the two years before that, we were the toilet bowlers. Okay. Yeah. Which, we, we came in, this, the, this last time we played, we, we placed absolutely last. Oh man! And then our uh, CJ Mask uh, okay. was—he got the worst bowler award, and he was on tour for most of it, so that—that's not his fault. But uh, yeah, we <laughs> ghost the, bowler, the toilet bowlers, because I owned a cleaning company for a little while, so ah. we, we were the—it to- was my tax write-off. I, I sponsored the toilet bowling team. Uh, but uh, no, Rockstar Bowling was great. I mean, it was Mike, Mike Smith. Mike Smith's one of my great friends, and, and stupid uh, and wonderful. Oh man, well you know it was you know Ravenous Pig had a team, and you know you were going against all these other bars and restaurants and just people kind of like that getting drunk on a Sunday night. Yeah, you know that that was a lot of. It if was you a lot. if you look, there's usually moonshine someplace. It was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, it was, you know like 
Will I, Walker's running around. No one has shirts on at no, certain it, points, it, it, you know. The I mean, costume contest. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was, yeah that Rockstar was, Bowling was great. But, yeah, it did get to that point where it was like, all right, well, it's sponsored by Cigar City. Like, there's there was good beer there. Yeah, you know? yeah we, we would do a, a bucket of decent beer, a bucket of bad beer, a bucket of decent beer, yeah. a bucket of bad beer, and just go back and forth. And, we would drink a lot of minor racers, though, which oh. kind of, like, just, you know, that, that, like, makes me the biggest hypocrite ever. Because I'd just be like, what, what? Oh, right. No, we we didn't do shots. Right? We we had standards on the on the toilet bowlers. The toilet <laughs> yeah, bowlers had standards. Apparently, <laughs> um, one more question, then a throwaway. If the twelve-year-old version of you had to shadow the present-day version of you, <laughs> what would he be, be most shocked by? Well, I think if the twelve-year-old version of me had to had to shadow me now as opposed to just a couple of years ago when I was bartending, it'd be different because the 12 year old version of me wanted to be a bartender. Oh, actually like, wow. the, actually like you. the, how old are you in like second or third grade? Like the eight year old version of me wanted to be a bartender. Now probably a lot of that was based on like the movie cocktail or like <laughs> if I went out to like a TGI Fridays, you know, the bartender was doing silly stuff and would put sunglasses on you. But like, I remember in like second grade, when they're going around the class and it's like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a fireman. I was like, I want to be a bartender. And like the teacher was appalled, you know, like yeah, I just like, for yeah. some reason, very early in life, I fell in love with that, like bartending culture. Like I wanted to be like wiping glasses all the time and That's saying cool. like really, really smart things. Yeah, it's, it's cool. So a couple of years ago, up until like two years ago, I think the 12 year to me, 12 year old version of me would have been like, man, that's awesome. You're, you're bartending. This is great. You know? Yeah. Uh, now he'd just be like, well, this is, you know, people walk into a brewery, whether they're 12 or, or, or way older, and, and they're like, it's cool to them, I think, for like a second, and then it's just kind of like stainless steel, and then I'm talking about things that they don't really care it's about. sexy. Come on. Oh, you I know think, it is. I think it's great, but I just think, yeah. it, you know, once I start explaining the process and stuff, I just think it's like, it's know, hard. It, but gets, it, it gets yeah. boring, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's I think science when you, involved. When you're explaining it to people, and they're just kind of like, yeah, 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 like, Move it along, let's drink, yeah, you know, that kind of bring, thing. Bring us so, the booze, bring us the I, th I think that'd be it. But I think the 12-year-old version would still be pretty, pretty like, happy. I mean, he'd also be, like, because I think right around 12 was when I was, like, skateboarding, surfing, yeah. first started getting, like, I, I think my sister is, uh, well, I, I know my sister's seven years older than me. Some of her friends had given me, like, my first, like, punk rock, you know, tapes, cassettes, yeah, yeah. you know. Like, Older yeah. sister? Yeah, older sister. Good so like she'd her. given me like, you know, her friends, not her, but her friends were giving me like ah, black flag tapes and yeah. whatever. So I think the the 12 year old version of me would be like, man, that's really cool. You can listen to whatever music you want while you're working. You're wearing a T-shirt and you're not wearing a tie. Yeah. You, 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 you don't you, work for the man. You've got these tattoos. Yeah. You've got facial hair, whatever. So, I mean, that was kind of, I mean, that was even when I was like 21. I was like, I worked for um, season 52 for like a year. And I was like, never again will I do the corporate restaurant. Like, I know. Yeah. you know, like it, it just it just broke my soul. So I think the twelve year old version would be like pretty impressed, but also really just bored with like the science. Oh, he's twelve. Yeah, yeah. So that's. Uh... <laughs> but I feel like it would distract me because I'd be like, right, we got to go hang out now. Yeah, come on, let's go. Do you want to watch Return of the Jedi? There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's funny. We, uh, my wife and I, were talking about seasons fifty two a couple of days ago, and. I remember sitting there, and it's not the food is t not terrible. But no, yeah, and I, I don't mean a dog. No, no, no. I, no, no, I no. learned a lot of my basic service from them too. So but I, I, I can't remember dog them too much. Did you work at the one in Altamont? I opened up the, the one in Altamont. I remember sitting at the bar because we were eating at the bar and going, "This is a bad cruise ship." 
that's all this is because yeah. they, they got the, the revolving piano guy and I look yeah. looking around and it really oh, we used we used to run into that guy's microphone <laughs> and like it would hit his teeth you know, I mean the, the whole thing was like a nightmare and yeah I was I was 21 and I had come from uh, working at like a divey beer bar and this was my like first proper you know at least that's what I thought and it was like only a few months later that I realized like oh it's the same shit yeah. you know what I mean like we're still ducking behind the bar and taking tequila shots or I'm still sneaking off in the back and eating a pecan pie little mini dessert kind of thing or whatever but I, I did I worked with some great people I did learn a lot from there but I also just like man never again with like this I can't succeed in that corporate environment I can't like you kiss, and me both buddy. I can't my yeah. I can't kiss my boss's ass and be like oh hey man you know I like skiing too or whatever you know what I mean like, I just can't <laughs> you know what I mean like I, I can't like if you can't tell that I'm a hard worker like if I can't succeed that way then I'm not going to win you over with my ass kissing ability how long have you been at uh uh, Cast and Larder, since we opened, so a little bit more than more than three years now. It's crazy, yeah. And uh, and you were you opened Ravenous Pig, yeah. So Ravenous has been open like nine years. So that's that's insane. It doesn't seem yeah. Like like nine it's, years. it's weird when I say like a decade, you yeah. know. And like I talk with my wife a lot because we don't we'd only been dating a short while when when Ravenous opened and like I had been working at this like divey beer bar and I was like, hey, things are kind of gonna change, you yeah. know. Like I'm gonna be working a lot and taking it a lot more seriously. I'm an adult now. <laughs> I thought I was an adult now, but yeah, it is. It is crazy to think that's. I mean, that's ten years. That's a big chunk of my adult life. I was a kid when we opened up that place. You know, no, I get it. Um, um, well, the last question. Sure. Do you know anybody who would sit there that I don't know, and kind of be into this? Because I'd love for you to reach out. Because part of me, I, I really would really eventually I'm going to run out of friends. Sure. And uh, I'd I'd love to. Get somebody local, sit down, and if you got something to promote or something, reach out to somebody. And if you had a good time, I'd, I'd love yeah. for you to, to uh, tell somebody and just shoot me an email or something. Yeah, I, no, I got I got a couple. I mean, I think some of them I would assume you know, actually. But they, well, yeah, there's, no, there's people who I'm like, yeah, they, they need to be in this chair, too. You yeah, know? I, and I, I just love the fact that I can promote things and, and you yeah. know, st- products that I, I feel strongly about. You well, know? It's, it's sort of, I think, like I mentioned earlier, it was, you know, I'm trying to, like, I want Orlando to be good. You yeah. know I mean? I want Orlando to become this great city and, and, you know, but I've only worked in this one segment of it. There's so many other parts. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, I, I'm in the restaurant bar side, you know, you guys are in the clothing side. Yeah. There, there's all kinds of parts that need to really make that happen, you know? So I, I think it's great that you're getting all these people together and sitting down and, kind of and talking about it. You it's, know? it's like a really small version of uh, the dinner party project. Only sure. we drink booze and talk. Yeah, have you have you done dinner? Party I haven't done project? it yet. No. You should do it. It's it's nice. I, I mean, I think it's such a cool idea, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to hearing. Dana's Dana's uh, yeah, she's amazingly smart, and she did vintage before she did the dinner party project. Uh, she did uh, other people's property OPP. Okay, where she does uh, at, at Rollins, she'll have people come in and exchange clothing, and it's it's actually pretty brilliant. And and the nice thing about uh, um, Dana's thing is a good chunk of uh, as far as. Uh, other people's property i think she said like 15 percent of it goes to uh like clean water in africa oh wow she's so much nicer than i, I was about do. to say it's yeah. a much better person than <laughs> she's just so nice yeah uh, uh you know her heart's in the right place and, yeah no that's great and the uh, uh the dinner party project i mean you get decent food you hang out yeah. you meet some de- decent people uh we did I, th- I think i've been to three oddly enough oh killer well the, the first one was like a fashion orlando fashion thing and i got somebody backed out and they were like 
Who else do we have? What other flunky guy do we have? <laughs> we, need a, we need a seat filler. Yeah. Uh, so, and it happened to be in the back room at, at uh, Cloak and Dapper. So oh, I, sweet. I, I, I think I slammed like three beers in the car and went in there. And there was a guy from, uh, uh, not that, but not Ralph Lauren. It was, uh, God, now I can't think. Stupid scotch. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy there from like a proper, a proper, Miami-based okay. clothing thing, and he, I mean, his suit was—he was probably wearing an eight thousand dollars suit. And yeah, I, and I'm there, and I've got like a vintage jacket I paid like eleven dollars for, and I'm like, oh, why, why am I here? Yeah, but don't you think there's part of him that's like, man, I remember, like I, I used to be like that, yeah, you know? Well, no, this guy was really pretty. He was—he was, he was yeah. very handsome. No, he's very cool. He's—he's he's, yeah. he's yeah. fine. He's yeah, got yeah, that apartment I, I, in San I, Francisco. I, I, he flies I, from San Francisco yeah, to he Paris all, on the regular. He, he does that all the time. Yeah, this, this guy. <laughs> He's got a closet full of eight thousand dollars suits, and it, part of me like wants that, but I don't. But I, I love the fact that I, I have, I've had. I don't have any that I own now, but I've, I've had suits that were probably ten thousand dollars suits that I've sold. You yeah. know, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, some somebody had it made on Savile Row in, okay. in, in in London, and I've acquired these suits and sold it to somebody, and they got a great suit, and and I made a nice little profit, and you know, it's just it's just so. I love what I do. Like I really do. I it's. I mean, as cheesy as that is, that is that is. I mean, that is one of like the keys of happiness. I've never in life. been happier in my life. You, you know, I you know. And part I, of I can, it, I can say the same. Yeah, and part of and it I've is, always been pretty happy. Well, I don't think you've ever, for the, except for that, at that, least that, for that hot minute when you worked for seasons fifty two. Yeah, never but really, even that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, I mean, it we was were, fun. We were ducking being behind the bar. And yeah, we were. And, you know, we were going out. Yeah, and whatever. The, the bar industries. It's great. You know, yeah, and, and, and I do miss that in a lot of ways. But you're an adult. I am yeah. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm happy being an adult. But I mean, like, I will always love, like, the industry. Yeah. And, and I will always, I mean, treasure my time in the industry. You, if you made it Plus, through it without getting in serious trouble, because I, I used to work in some bars. I used to spin records in some bars. Sure. And, and the real trouble starts at, like, 3 o'clock. Yeah. You go to somebody's apartment and just there's just a whole lot of bad decisions laying around. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I made it through that. Yeah, I, I, I saw plenty of that. Yeah, it's you it's, know, it's uh, there's the the, the and, service industry people and, they party harder. Than they party anybody. harder, and I, and I I I don't regret it, but I kind of don't miss it in that regard. You yeah, know what well, I mean? Like I'm like, you oh, can I, only do that stuff for so I long. I couldn't. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that, that yeah, sounds terrible. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you. And Drink until the sun comes up sounds terrible to me now. You know, <laughs> sounds a little fun. <laughs> but, but I'd be I'd be screwed for like three days. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't <laughs> get your work done. No, I, I get it. Uh, man, thank you so much. It's really absolutely I, I absolutely enjoyed no, this. this. Is great. And uh, uh, Kesslarer has a website I can I can put in loads here yeah yeah we're and good. Uh, I'll put ravenous pig is that cool sure yeah. do you have a website do you have anything you want to plug is there you have a, you're doing something for the Bach festival I think yeah. actually that that's happening soon so this will probably come out after that's done okay yeah. um do you have anything else you're plugging uh let's see we're we're actually doing uh I know we have a beer brunch coming up with funky Buddha Ooh. on the 26th of March I want to say oh yeah then that will we'll, we'll uh we'll put um, that up there yeah, the Bach Fest coming up. Uh, if we'll miss that, but you know, you know, our website or even our Instagram or like we have an email blast you can well, sign up for. Like we're always trying to do cool events, whether it's the bar or the brewery or pairing dinner or if whatever. If you're, so. if you're in Orlando and you haven't checked out Cask and Lardo or Ravenous Pig, you need to 
get in there as soon as possible. And if you're even thinking about coming to Orlando, it, it, put it on your list. It's easy to find. They're, they're literally, they're kind of within about, oh, about a, three quarters of a mile of each other. Uh, yeah, probably half a mile. Yeah, so you, you, could do, you could do one night and then another night, and, and you're going to easily be eating in two of the most fine restaurants in Orlando. You're going to have some killer drinks and food, and uh, it's, it's definitely worth your time coming in here, and I'll put links to all of it on here. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I want to thank CJ Mask because uh, he wrote my awesome theme music. He's amazingly talented. And I've said it before. Uh, I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago, and he's more proud of the the outro music than the intro music. Oh. And I, I'd like to think people will sit through the outro music, but sit through it all because it, it gets kind of gospel-y and kind of cool. I was about to say, I think I've missed out on that. Yeah, he, he, Usually uh, when it wraps up, then I move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, he, he's, he's amazingly talented, and he plays around town. So if you hear of CJ Mask playing someplace, go see him because he's – He's wonderfully cool, and uh, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by uh, uh, Pama Pama Vintage, and online they have a 15% discount for Scotch Good Conversation listeners. Just use uh, the word Scotch at checkout, and they're also in uh, Cloak and Dapper, located uh, near downtown Orlando, next to Tim's Wine Mart at 1219 North Orange Avenue. If you're down there, just literally it's across the street from Lake Ivanhoe. It's worth just to go and look at Lake Ivanhoe is worth it, and then go in and uh, tell Calvin that I, I sent you. Uh, B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A, Vintage. Uh, look it up. It's going to be cool. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to subscribe. I'd love that. And tell a friend. That would be great, too. Uh, leave us a review. You need to leave us a review. If you've listened and you think I didn't butcher this, leave us a review. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, also, go to uh, scotchgoodconversation at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Um, I'm going to look up the phone number. What's my phone number? Uh, give us a call. Uh, the, leave a comment. Leave a joke. Give us a crank call. Somebody call. Uh, 407-965-5557. That's 407-965-5557. Uh, thank you. It's been nice. We, we, uh, yeah, that's yeah, great. I, I'm so glad you came up. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, thank you, Larry. You guys, uh, thanks so much for listening uh, to episode 20, I think it was. I don't know. I don't know. I, at the end of these things, I usually wind up a little bit drunk and then I forget. And yeah. Hashtag, I'm no I'm good. A, I'm, great, I'm in a great level of buzz. Not good at nice, podcasting. Nice, comfortable. It's a good buzz. Yeah. If, uh, if anything happens, we'll just delete all this. It never <laughs> happened. All right. You guys, thanks a lot for listening. Peace. Bye-bye.